So I would like to talk about living ageless and courage. You know, sometimes we are so adamant at holding on to things that no longer serve us. And so this year has come with a lot of challenges. One being um, my neighbors. And I don't know why, but these people moved in my neighborhood and it's like I always knew them. It's a lot of families, members, but they are so close. They are, I mean, it's like, it's like something you see on television uh, for a close family, but these people have love like I've never seen before. And so this year, the family suffered several tra tragedies. Um, one being um, these two little boys. One is like seven. One is like five. And in August of this year, they lost their mother and their unborn baby sister tragically. The day of her funeral, the, the town was hit by a terrible hurricane. And when the hurricane hit, it did a lot of damage. One being that electricity was out. So here we have these two little boys with their grieving grandmother and being faced with the hurricane and now no electricity. They came over to check on us because that's our little buddies. That's my little buddies. And they wanted to hear Alexa play shark, the baby shark song, shark, whatever. But there's no electricity. So we have to be cognizant of very young so they don't, they haven't been able to comprehend all because they have all these moving pieces that's happening. So with the storm, because of the electricity, they can no longer go to school for a couple of weeks. But they're still being little soldiers, little, the courage, the courage. So they came over, they, of course, they usually caught wheeling and on a lawn and all, but they were kind of upset because I had stepped in some ants. Because at night there was no lights. And they, you know, continued throughout the last few months coming over, listening to nursery songs with Alexa and Peppa Pig and, all, you know, all these, so we dance on these songs. And I, I, I noticed myself, even with the pandemic, after the, right after the tragedy, they came over and they just wanted a hug. And I was like, you know what? Bumped the pandemic. I'm going to hug and kiss these boys. They're babies, and they have had to suffer something so hard. Their mother was the greatest young woman I have ever met. She received 
an award for being the most invested in her son's education with the at-home schooling. She was 110% involved. And so it, it was just, I don't know how to say it. I just embraced these people in a way that I didn't even know I was capable of doing to people that I never really met before. So with, you know, the, the it was so bad with the weather. It was so hot. Um, a few days later, they had to leave because the heat was just too much for them. So their grandmother took them away, like really 380 miles away from home. So now they buried their mother and they, their unborn sister. The storm hits. The storm just tore up things for at least 18 hours. So there's no electricity. But they're still riding their bikes, cartwheeling, still doing children things. The courage, I mean, it's such a teachable moment because I have been a whiny person from time to time. Oh, this is, I want this. And to see how these children have had to face something so hard. Well, two weeks ago, I had gone to a luncheon with some of my club members and we're having a good time. So when I came home with my gifts and stuff, they came over and it was like, we're leaving at 5 a.m. in the morning. I said, no, where are you going? First, we want to listen to Alexa and we want to dance off of, we can dance off a of short song, whatever it is. So we're doing a little nursery song and we're dancing. They said our flight is for 5 a.m., so we have to get up early. I say, so where are you going? This was it. They were going 1,900 miles away to relocate. And their grandmother would eventually follow. They're going to her uncle. And they were so excited because guess why? They're in such a wonderful and safe environment. They let me know we can ride our bikes to school. The innocence. The courage. The bravery. And they're teaching me. I'm just looking at them. They are teaching me so much just to see how these two little boys have landed on their feet. I'm certain they're not 100% where they want to be, but to see the strength that they are showing me, I feel like... If things don't serve me, let it go. Just let it go. 
but I'm learning as I mature. I'm learning to strategize and be constructive and have precision so that I can be at peace with my decisions and not bring negative energy wherever I go because that energy just kind of connects. But these two little boys, I can never express to them how strong they have made me and how they have broken me open in a way of love that I didn't really know there. Because I had to dig down very deep to be supportive of them. I couldn't cry when they come over. I have a, a, a workspace, so I take them out into the workspace, and they like that. I do artwork with them and art projects with them. They love that, and also that I have an Alexa there, too, so they can still hear their nursery songs. But they have allowed me to go back into that child's space and even make peace with the not-so-good parts of my childhood. They cannot fix what has happened. I was quite the opposite. Coming from a family of parents with domestic violence, I wanted to fix everything. But some things are just not fixable. It is your ego that is telling you that you can fix it. You can make it right. And it's not a good thing. It is something that will destroy you. Because it's like what happens is when you're trying to fix things, you become a master at hiding and lying, keeping secrets. And everybody knows secrets kill. A lot of people know that. They just start dying inside, bit by bit, keeping the secrets. But the ego is convincing you, just cover it up. Just lie about it. Excuse it. Do whatever you have to do. And I said it in my last podcast. When you fight for those limitations, you get to keep them. And eventually you'll realize nobody wanted them anyway. Because it's now become your burden. Now you are charged with figuring out how to drop your burdens. And that is not easy. It is really not easy, especially if you have allowed 
so much in your life. Because when you start covering up, you have to cover up the last cover-up. And then you have to cover that cover-up. You see where I'm going with this? It becomes perpetual. Perpetual. It's like that uh, movie Groundhog Day, where that one day played over and over and over. And so what I've found since I've gone through this journey, because I spoke at their mother's funeral, and still to this day, I don't know how I did it, but I did. I had to show up and show out, because I feel now it was about me pushing myself back and showing up and this is how we heal the planet this is how we heal ourselves, and we heal others when we can show up and we can show out and it's about the ABC's attitude behavior confidence I guess that's the word that I could say I gained a confidence that I can trust standing in my own power and truth because I had the confidence I actually wrote poetry for that day and that's what it's about each one reaching one helping the next person putting aside your own buffoonery about the pure id I, I, me, 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 like a two-year-old. And every time I start getting in that space, I start thinking about these little boys. They call a grandmother every day because she's moving away in another month and she's moving out there with them. But they call and let her know, to let us know that they miss us. They miss coming over and I miss them a lot. So children can teach us things. They can make us go into places that we don't want to look at sometimes. And that I feel is one of the biggest drawbacks. We don't want to look at it. Nor do we want to feel it. And then when we one day become truly honest and have that conversation with self, we will see what we have done to the heart space. We see, we play foolish games. We just play foolish games. And shame on the people that allow us to do it.
and never put us in check. When they sit and they allow us to lie to them. Excuse irrational behaviors. And they just go along to get along. It's really a stay at state of affairs. But I think what we need to do, we need to look to our children. We need to protect them. If we feel like they're not being treated fair, speak up. Speak up. Because we have a lot of young kids dealing with mental illness. As a baby boomer, I don't remember that as a young person coming up. I don't remember children, young children, being so disturbed that they became not able to function in life. But we see that as a common occurrence. It's very disturbing. So I guess that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. That courage. And then another thing is having the strength to walk away. Because if we don't do it, something greater than us will make us walk away. And it might not be so pleasant the way that happens. Obedience is far greater than sacrifice. So, she is closing right now. Because I have still some other things I would like to think about. So in closing, my divine salutes yours, divine. Namaste.